What's up, everyone? Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Copan. It's February 12, 2021, and this is Lift and Learn, episode 22. In this episode, I'll be breaking down what's in my gym bag, the pros and cons of being a personal trainer, and how to stay in shape during the winter, even during the pandemic. Before that, though, I'll talk a bit about what I've been up to lately, and that might include fitness-related topics, and it might not. If you want to follow me, your host, on Instagram, it's isaiah.copon, and you can also check out my website, isaiahcopon.com. The podcast is on Instagram, at Lift and Learn Podcast, on Twitter, at Lift and Learn Pod, and also on Facebook. You can just search Lift and Learn Podcast. With that being said, let's get into it. I think it's safe to say that Tom Brady pretty much solidified himself as the GOAT QB earlier this week. Did he not? I mean, seven rings. That's insane. And no, I don't follow football at all, so if you think Joe Montana is better or whoever else, then no need to crucify me. That weekend halftime show, though. Wow, those memes just got out of hand real quick. But he does make decent music. He looked a bit like Michael Jackson up there, but that mustache, bro, that needs to go. He had on that classic MJ red jacket on, and whatever those shoes he had on too were pretty MJ-esque. And the real reason why I brought up football is because of this guy who was on the Chiefs. I don't know if you heard about this. He actually missed the game because he was working on COVID-19 patients. Alright, so what's his name? Let me see here. Laurent? Laurent Duvernay-Tardif. He's actually a French offensive lineman for the Kansas City Chiefs, and he's been working in a long-term care facility near Montreal since the pandemic hit. He ended up opting out of playing in the 2020 NFL season, which means he didn't play this season. Time actually did an interview with him, which talks about his experience working on the front lines, and that was pretty interesting, so you can give that a read if you want to. Some things he did mention, though, is that he learned firsthand how contagious the spread of COVID can be, and that in 10 years, he sees himself as an emergency physician, mixing in some sports medicine in there, so that's pretty cool to see an athlete doing that sort of thing. On to hockey now. The Blackhawks are slowly climbing up that central division ladder, even though they've played so many games thus far. No postponed games. There's a few teams in their division who've played four less games than them, so they're probably a bit lower on the standings than what they currently say. The goalie, Kevin Lankinen, still looking like a beauty in net, as long as we don't take tonight into account. And I called that before the season even started, since Crawford left and retired, and Malcolm Subban and Delia aren't going to cut it at all. Now we just need some offense to step it up 5-on-5, but at least they're not allowing a lot of goals, which is good. The Blackhawks were so close to winning four games in a row. They beat the Hurricanes, then Dallas twice in a row in overtime this week. And just a few minutes before I started recording this podcast, they absolutely blew it against Columbus. 
I mean, I still don't know how they lost this damn game. In the start of the second period, Ian Mitchell and Nicholas Bodin both scored goals within a minute. And those are two 21-year-old rookies on the Blackhawks who both scored their first career NHL goals. And those two goals fired up the squad. We also got Pia Suter who scored the third goal and he's leading rookies in goals this year with six. All of these rookies seem to be stepping up this year, which is crazy. So tonight they were up 4-2 in the third period, and then I don't know what happened there in the last five minutes of the game, but they ended up losing the game 6-5 to five somehow. I was gonna say that they were on a roll lately since the game looked like it was theirs, but they let it slip away at the end there. Alright, so something I haven't talked about on here much is cars, and... I'm about to, so maybe you can fast forward this a minute or two if you don't want to hear about that. But there's a new rumor that Subaru and Toyota are working on another car together, a new all-wheel drive hatchback. So a little backstory here, Subaru and Toyota worked on the GR86 platform. So they worked together to make the Subaru BRZ, which is also the Scion FRS, and now the Toyota 86 in North America. So I personally had a BRZ for a while before I totaled it. RIP BRZ, pour one out for the bud. And now I have an FRS, so clearly I'm a big fan of the platform. The car is great, but it's only pretty much a two-seater since the seats in the back are barely usable. Well, this news is pretty cool that they're working on a new hatch, especially since that overseas GR Yaris that Toyota made doesn't look like it's coming to North America anytime soon or at all. According to these reports, the Impreza-sized hatchback could make its debut in November 2022, so next year. So that means we could be seeing a new WRX hatchback next year, which will actually be pretty exciting, even though I currently only like cars with two doors. Who knows though, I might be in need for a family car by the time the end of next year comes around. I might get one as long as it comes in a manual. Please. Alright, on to movie slash gaming news for the week. I don't know if I mentioned it on this podcast, but HBO is going to be making The Last of Us, which is the game I recently beat on PlayStation. So they're going to be adopting it into a show. And the two main characters have been officially casted this week. Ellie will be played by Bella Ramsey, and she's from Game of Thrones. And Joel, the other main character, will be played by Pedro Pascal, who has seriously popped up everywhere the past few years. He was also in Game of Thrones as well, and he was recently on The Mandalorian too. From what I've read online, fans of the game seem to be pretty hyped that these two were casted. So let's hope that this turns out to be a great series for the years to come. Kantamir Balagov, no idea who that is. He'll be directing the pilot, and the show will be in co-production with Sony Pictures Television, and even Naughty Dog will be involved as well. So it looks like they'll have some say as to exactly what goes on during the series. Alright, let's talk about some technology a bit. I just have one thing to bring up. Elon is back at it again with SpaceX, making some news this week. They're now starting to take pre-orders for their Starlink satellite service. It's a first-come, first-served basis, and the pre-orders are $99 for this router antenna thing. The full kit costs $4.99, 
$499 and will be $99 monthly as well. If you are planning on pre-ordering, then keep in mind that it is still in beta and they've said that you can expect the service to be down at times and they're still constantly working on the speed and improving the latency of the service. And Elon knows there's risks here, but him and his team are doing his best to make it work. And they plan on filing for an IPO if things work out, so we'll see what happens over the next few years with this service. Okay, on to some health-related things now. So, I mentioned in episode 14 about how important it is to eat more plant-based meals, and dove a bit into the benefits of a Mediterranean-style diet. So this diet consists mainly of plant-based foods, eating fruits and vegetables, herbs, nuts, beans, whole grains, while also eating lean meats and eggs and other dairy sources. While a new study done on this type of diet has actually shown no link to better brain health, that basically means gray or white matter volume in the brain actually didn't change when eating a Mediterranean diet. The good news though, in older individuals, it showed that people eating this kind of diet scored higher on memory and thinking tests. It says here that in general, people who closely adhered to a Mediterranean diet had the highest cognitive function scores, even when accounting for childhood IQ, smoking, physical activity, and health factors. Now the findings were small, but apparently significant. And the cause of this seems to be because of eating those green vegetables along with a lower red meat intake. They also go on to say that this adds evidence that a healthier lifestyle is associated with better thinking skills later in life. And that pretty much sums it up. Here's yet another reason as to why you should exercise and eat properly if you want to live an independent, higher quality life for a longer amount of time. Alright, so on to my training, which was actually pretty good this week. Another week, another PR. I ended up hitting a 300 pound squat for 3 reps this week. And let me tell you, boy, that was difficult. I doubted myself a bit going into that leg day, but I snapped out of it when I blasted some M&M into my ears. I didn't feel extremely comfortable squatting that weight, so I'm going to have to take it easy when it comes to adding weight from now on. I felt a little bit shaky with that much weight on my back. I had to remember to keep my core tight since I don't have a lifting belt, and I was drifting forward I feel like a tiny bit. Unfortunately I didn't record the set so I don't know if all that drifting that I think was happening was just in my head, so we'll have to see when I get some footage of that. Either way I did it and I know the depth was there so I'm pretty happy that I was able to at least do that for a few reps this week. So the first two topics today are pretty much just about me since I've been getting DMs and a bunch of my clients were asking me these questions too. So I figured I'd just cover it on here before the last topic which is where I'll give you some tips on how to stay in shape during the rest of this winter or basically if you're just trying to stay in shape while you're at home. Question 1. What's in my gym bag? So first off, I'll be talking about what's in my gym bag throughout the week whenever I go to the gym. But keep in mind you certainly don't need any of this equipment. I've just been repeatedly getting this question from some clients and friends of mine. That being said, you don't need any equipment to start. 
you can just show up with your normal clothes and shoes and get a workout in regardless. That's why you can even just get started with no equipment just at home, which is especially useful during these times where gyms are closed in most areas. So what's in my gym bag? Well, it really depends on what day of the week it is. I don't rely on any tools 100% of the time, except for my headphones, of course. I have my Philips PH805 headphones on at all the time, which are great. And then sometimes I'll switch over to my inexpensive Beats Flex, and those headphones for cardio purposes. I got my water bottle handy, of course. I got my lifting or squat shoes. I have the Nike Romelios 3 for leg days because they elevate my heel a little bit which helps with getting lower in the squat. But keep in mind that I don't solely rely on that heel elevation to get into a nice deep squat. That's where mobility comes into play. That means mobility work pretty much every day for my ankles and my hips and even my knees as well. I also have my lacrosse ball handy in my gym bag too, just for some myofascial release if I'm tight in certain areas. I use it typically on my anterior shoulder, so the front of my shoulder and a bit in my chest as well sometimes if I feel like. I also have my own gym collars that I got a while ago because I can never find the gym clips when I need them. And the collars, they just look sick, honestly. So what else do I have? I got my straps just in case. I've been relying on them a lot lately with my deadlifts, but I don't use them for anything else really. I used to use them a whole lot years ago when it came to any pulling movements, so that's things like lat pull downs or seated rows, and that was definitely useful to develop more of a mind to muscle connection. If you have the straps, it takes out the gripping that's involved, so instead of focusing so hard when it comes to holding on to the weight, the straps will hold on to it for you basically and you're able to just more you can just put more focus on trying to use your back throughout the movements but lately i haven't been using the straps for those movements just so i can build up that grip strength and it'll give my forearms some more work to do as well i have my pull up or dip belt when i need it so i don't bring it every day just when it's necessary or when it's in my programming I personally don't have an actual weightlifting belt, you know, the ones that keep your core tight. I don't think I've needed one yet, so I haven't ever got one. I have a Mark Bell slingshot, which I have yet to use, along with microplates, which I actually might start using in the next few months. All that being said, you don't really need to bring anything to the gym in order to get a workout in. Now, not in my gym bag, but stuff I keep at home is a yoga mat, of course, along with a good foam roller. I have resistance bands, and they come in multiple different weights or varying degrees of resistance. I rarely bring these to the gym, but they're especially useful for the house since they're so versatile. I can do every little body part with them, you can do curls with them, and anything involving the shoulders, of course. You got your tricep extensions, which is another easy one to do, and because I got some pretty good ones off of Amazon, the door attachment actually works properly. And that means I can do rows with them, and even toss in some chest flies in there as well. Lower body, you can still do that, you can do some squats with them if needed, and I'll dive more into resistance bands in topic 3 for today too. And that's pretty much it, I don't think I'm missing anything. 
I don't have any other tools in my bag, I don't think, off the top of my head. I don't take pre-workout or any other weird supplements, so that's not in there. So, I guess that's it for this one. Question 2. What are some pros and cons of being a personal trainer? Like I said, this is a question I've been getting lately, so I figured I'd talk about it a bit on here. When it comes to being a personal trainer, I think you really do have to have a passion when it comes to helping others, but I'll talk about that later. So obviously, as a personal trainer, you're in the gym most of the time, so that's good if you like being in that environment. I mean, now there's a lot of at-home work you have to do throughout the day. For almost a year now, I've had to transition my business into more of an online-based thing, so I've been using FaceTime or scheduling video calls with my clients. And me and my clients will talk about different things. Sometimes we will just talk, or sometimes, depends on who it is, I'll actually have to watch them work out to make sure everything looks okay. The bad news about being a personal trainer is that you have to work whenever the client wants to. And that usually means overlapping clients or waking up early, shout out to my 4am and 5am clients, or working late at night if your client wants to avoid the rush hour buzz at the gym. Since I don't work at a mainstream gym like LA Fitness or whatever, there is some travel involved as well. I mean when the gyms were open, so that's something that varies throughout the week. But like I said, personal training is something that you probably need to have a passion for. You're working all day, usually, and it's for someone else to achieve their goals. Personally, I like it because of the feeling I get from the teaching aspect of it all and overall just changing lives. If you don't love the job, you probably won't enjoy it. I just graduated from school about five years ago, and when I started college, there were about 150 students in the program. By the end, there were only two groups of us left, so maybe 40 to 50 people ended up graduating. And they warned us of this when we first got into the program, that there were going to be a lot of dropouts or just people who didn't make it because it wasn't really for them when they started doing it. You might learn that you have a passion for building your own physique and being healthy for yourself, but can you help others do the same? Or does standing around in the gym paying attention to a client's form just seem boring to you? Some clients I have, I don't really have to do much, and some clients I have to do a lot of mobility work and correction exercises or correctional exercises, so some trainers out there may find it boring as opposed to doing a hit class or something along those lines. I guess that really just depends on the clientele you have, really. Most trainers, myself included, I figured I was going to one day train athletes or things of that nature, but honestly, being in Canada, I never really had access to athletes, so my clientele is mainly the general population. And that means helping a typical person who generally has some upper cross syndrome, which is forward rounding of the shoulders and tightness in the neck, and that's just because of how life has us working behind computers, and most of our leisure time now is just being on our phones hunched forward or watching a bunch of TV or gaming most of the time. So this might not really be an exciting job to step into every single day, so most people don't want to do it. So going back to how college started, my circle of friends from college went from about 15 people in the first year to about 5 or 6 of us. 
And of those initial 15 friends I had from college, there's only three of us now, that's just five years later, who actually made it all the way through and are still trainers to this day. So that's pretty much it, I think. There's not much left for me to say about being a personal trainer. If you have a passion for helping others, then this might be the job for you. Me, personally, I also really enjoy keeping up to date with the research in my field to help myself and help train my clients better as well. There's always new research going on, so it's exciting to be on top of it and see what you can do to help others, especially when it comes to the nutrition and training and exercising properly. Oh yeah, so one last thing that you'll constantly get if you're a personal trainer, which is going to be a negative, one of the more annoying things you'll get is people asking you for free personal training. And unless you're family or one of my best friends, the answer will be no. It's one of the negatives of the job, but it's not like I get angry or upset about it anymore at this point, but it was something that annoyed me at first. Like, I don't mind giving out some free advice and pointing you in the right direction, but I'm not going to actually treat you like a client where you have full access to me when it comes to achieving your own goals. I mean, would you do your day job for free? Probably not. I do like to give free advice though, I don't mind that at all. I mean, I do this podcast and don't get paid for it at all, it's free information that I'm willing to give away for free. So that's pretty much it when it comes to the pros and cons of being a personal trainer. Honestly, I've been doing it for a few years now and I love it and it's something I plan on doing for a long time simply because of that feeling you get when it comes to changing lives and helping others achieve their goals. I like giving people the opportunity to live a higher quality life, which is super important with the growing obesity rates worldwide. Question 3. How to stay in shape in the winter and during the pandemic? Although things may get better soon with a vaccine that's on hand, not everyone will decide to get vaccinated because they read too much of that voodoo online. That's up to them, really. But with the restrictions still going on in several places around the world, and because some people may choose to never go back to the gym again, or will at least take some time off from the gym, this one's going to be something that may apply to you if you're stuck at home. Home workouts, that includes stretches and mobility work and using resistance bands, are going to help you tremendously in this situation. Mobility drills are going to be necessary so that you'll be prepared to hit your lifts and get stronger in your lifts when the gyms do reopen for you. They're going to be even more necessary these days because of our pretty much sedentary lifestyle these days. That basically means that we're not moving around as much as we used to. That means problems like upper cross syndrome are going to be bigger issues these days because you might be spending multiple hours a day hunched over and maybe that means you're on your computer or laptop or even your phone all day. And when it comes to home workouts, I understand that they can be boring, but you have to find something you enjoy doing. A workout at home doesn't need to be the one where you're just dying and you can't walk and you're sweating like crazy. Maybe in the wintertime, if you have limited equipment, it could just be mobility work or practicing something simple like a deep squat. Just try sitting in a squat for 10 minutes daily with a little bit of assistance at first, and even something that small could even help you. I've been doing it for a while and I've noticed less hip and knee pain. 
I was getting a little bit of a strain in my adductors when squatting and sumo deadlifting lately, so I've been adding that to my daily habits. Also, when I've been warming up to squat in the gym, I've been noticing that my left knee is in a bit of pain at first, but once my knee starts to warm up, then it seems to be okay, so hopefully that's not a nagging issue I have to deal with. Just sitting in a squat while I hold on to something is helping me get used to that deep squat position and is definitely helping with my mobility in the gym. You have to do what excites you when you're at home and trying to stay in shape and I'll dive more into that later. Things you can use around your house to stay in shape are the stairs if you have them. And no, you don't need to sprint up and down them. Just walk up and down for a few sets and that's more than enough cardio to start. Just be sure to get up every hour or so to stretch out your body if you're just working from behind your computer all the time. So if you're at home, resistance bands are going to be great for you. I've mentioned on here a few times now, over the past probably three episodes now, that I've had to schedule in more rest days from usual due to body soreness and snow days. And honestly, resistance bands have been a lifesaver. It gets me off the couch multiple times a day from watching Twitch streams or YouTube or Disney Plus or Netflix sessions. Trust me, there are days when I just feel like being a couch potato all day, but having the resistance bands right in front of the TV, it just reminds me to get up and do some curls or shoulder press every now and then. Some days I don't even have that much of a workout structure. I just tell myself every hour or half hour I focus on one body part and do a few sets. That could mean biceps or doing triceps for three sets. And that means getting up, doing some dips, or just walking around the tiny little area I have. And that's better than nothing. And it's much better than sitting on the couch for six hours straight or all day. And now with the fitness industry completely shifting over to doing everything online now, you can easily find classes to do online on Instagram or YouTube. I follow a few different people who offer those sort of things, but I don't personally do it myself because I like to do my own routines. But this could be a big one for you if you're lacking that motivation daily. Maybe this is that fun that you're looking for. Some fitness influencers, even though I hate using that word, will usually schedule a workout at whatever time, and you can even watch it at a later time if that doesn't work for you. Now, I don't believe that this is the best idea when it comes to doing exercise, especially for yourself. But like I said, if you're lacking that motivation, this could definitely help you get started since you have someone there working out with you. And this is going to be part of the industry that sticks around for a while. We already have Peloton and even Apple is doing this now with their new Fitness Plus service that offers these classes that you can do in your own home if you're into that sort of thing. But like I've said before, most classes aren't going to be tailored towards you. They're usually just general exercises that may or may not work for you. So it would probably be an even better idea to take some of those exercises and just make your own routine if you can so that it'll be more tailored towards your own goals, whatever they may be. Now, obviously, if you're stuck at home, diet will be a huge part when it comes to staying in shape. That's because if you're home all day, and especially if it's winter where you are, you probably aren't getting as many steps in that you would usually get. If you used to go to the office a year ago, you'd have to go outside to the car, 
drive to work, walk to your desk, and maybe during the day you grab lunch and chat with friends. So at least you got some movement in during those times and you still had that social aspect, which also plays a role when it comes to staying healthy. And now you just wake up right before your morning meetings, walk a few steps to your desk and sit down there all day. Clearly, you won't be burning as many calories as you normally would be because life is a little bit different at this time. And when it comes to diet, that means you can just eat whatever snacks you have in the pantry or wherever. You might not have any structure at all nowadays when it comes to eating. So now diet is going to be even more important than ever. Now that you're stuck at home, you should honestly be using this time to work on cooking and making your own food as opposed to eating out constantly. I'm not saying you shouldn't ever eat out or get food delivered to you, but if you're not moving all day, plus having takeout food along with highly processed foods, then you're of course going to be doing yourself a disservice when it comes to staying in shape and being healthy. So there you go, that's a few things you could do at home to stay in shape for the rest of this winter or whatever this pandemic and stay at home orders end. Find something that you enjoy doing at home. Invest in yourself and get some resistance bands or some dumbbells so that you can start to work out and move around your place during the day. That's going to be very beneficial for you, especially if you're going to compare it to just sitting around all day, taking maybe less than 1,000 steps daily. That's just a recipe for future health issues. When it comes to diet, start making your own food. And try to slowly reduce your highly processed foods and snacks and the amount of takeout you're eating. Making your own food is already a good start. That'll reduce your salt and sodium and calorie intake, so I think it's a good idea to start there. All that being said, we should be only a few weeks away from some warm weather, so that's something to look forward to. I'm looking forward to walking outside again and getting those vitamin D levels back up. That's definitely something we all miss out on during the winter. I can't wait to introduce outdoor walks back into my life because that's another thing that will help you stay in shape during this pandemic if the gyms are closed around you. And that concludes episode 22 of the podcast. Thank you for listening. If you really enjoyed the episode or my podcast as a whole, then please leave a review and comment on iTunes or whatever your choice of podcast platform is. Also, if you haven't already, you should hit that subscribe button because I'll be releasing episodes every Friday. If you want to follow me, your host, I'm Isaiah.Copon on Instagram. And you can also check out my website, IsaiahCopon.com. If you want to follow the podcast, you can check out at Lift and Learn Podcast on Instagram. And there's also a Facebook page if you just search Lift and Learn Podcast. Again, thanks for listening and be sure to tune in next week with another episode where I'll be talking about the mistakes I've made in or out of the gym so that you don't have to make them yourself and a few ways you can meditate and the benefits of it.